It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. Oh, yeah. Maybe yo, here we go. Let's start the show. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella, and with me, as always, my brother from another mother, it's Trader Andy. What's good, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? How you guys hey, doing man, today? Love the Yo, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Yeah, there you go. All right. You know what's oh, funny, too? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, that was the joke. That was a joke to make you guys laugh. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> the, the best part about it is that I wasn't going to wear one today, and, and my wife was like, oh, you're going on vacation in, in a couple of days. you got to wear the last one. I'm like, oh, all right, all right, all right. I'll do it. So I don't know if I'm going to last the whole show with it, but we'll see. <laughs> 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 you made fun so, for me. So what's good, man? Everything all right? Hanging in there? Yeah, tired? Yeah. No, I haven't Ready to go? Week. Amped up? Fired up. I don't know why I'm so fired up about football, but uh, you know, I'll just roll with it. All right, all right, all right, Nick. You done adjusting your lights over there? You ready to roll? I don't know what the hell happened. My mother-in-law came over the other day and cleaned this whole room, and now the lights are all screwed up. So I give up. <laughs> I can't fix it now. Now I got a field goal going on here. Yeah, it looks good, man. You're, I'll you take went it. right through the uprights, man. We're talking yep. some Scott Fishbowl today, so we'll there'll be a little bit of kicker we'll talk. Back. So not bad. Ne- never talk no trash about the in-laws, but yours probably don't watch, so you're good. No, she don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, wife, my wife don't even watch. So we're oh, good. Where's the support, man? Come on. It's sleeping right now. <laughs> all right, all right, Nick. We always start this show with something positive, man. Take your victory lap. What's good, bro? Completion of the Scott Fishbowl. My draft took six days and uh we're good. All amped up about it. We're excited. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about your draft in just a few minutes. A- Andy, you got something to something to take a lap about? What do you have? Well, what are you doing? Well, my uh, the the one thing I want to talk about was uh, I actually projected that uh, Duran from the Red Sox was going to get promoted right after the All Star break. I told you a couple weeks ago you you were looking for steals. I said this is your guy. You said no, he's not coming up. They're not going to ruin the the morale of the team. I was like he didn't get on to the. Uh, Austria, uh, the Olympic team, so I knew he was coming up, and you picked him up just in time, and now it's going to cost you less money than everyone else. Two bucks, bro. Yeah. Two bucks. Yeah, perfect. Spent two bucks out of a $1,000 budget. Thank you. you thank you, it. thank you, thank you. My victory lap is also baseball-related, but it's because there's no baseball right now. And you guys know my crash and burn is always that I have 17 teams. I screw up my lineup because I forget on a daily basis. But look at this guy. Yeah, I can't keep it on, man. There's too many flowers. <laughs> oh, you man. don't want me to take this, this is, off. This is, my crash and, this is my crash and burn, too, then. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's my victory lap. Like is taking, a, taking a break from baseball, not screwing up my lineup for three consecutive days. And I get to come out of my two main leagues. Number one I told you about is, you know, TGFBI. Obviously, I'm in the top 40, so I, I, I'm making a run at that. That's that's my uh, my number one league. My number two league is Andy Spiteri, man. That's my brother, and he's going through some stuff right now. His home league I, I joined in on. Um, and that league I got Duran and Bruhan, and in the uh, – in TGFBI, I have Bruhan, which I've been writing about all, all month. So that's my victory lap. So every time we take a victory lap, a lot of times we end up crashing on our face. Nick, you got anything went wrong with you today? Yeah, not really. Nah. Actually, oh, right. actually, actually, no. 
I, I can't I can't find anything. That's all good. That's all you're, good. I can't find anything. You're lighting, bro, because it's good. My yeah, your lighting's crashing and burning right now. <laughs> I don't. I'm, 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 see, what happens is I'm vertically challenged, so I can't get that light bulb. So it's just not going to happen. And on a side note, this is a Brickenshaw Ferguson jersey. So wow, I'm rocking some I, line I, thought, I thought it was Mangle at first. No, no, I, I need I need a Mangle jersey. Nice, nice. All right, Andy, what, what's your crash and burn? Oh, my crash and burn is first of all, I'm a baseball guy, and I think I'm in my eighth football draft right now. I said I wasn't going to do any, and it just keeps sucking me in more and more. And my biggest burn is there's a guy I, I covet so much, and he keeps getting drafted before I can pick him, and I'm going to have to do another draft until I get him. So I'm going to keep going until I get him. Tyler Boyd in the slot for the Bengals. They're going to double up on uh, Chase. I think he's going to get a ton of receptions. So you're crashing and burning because you're not getting enough of them? I ain't getting any of them yet, so oh, I'm going to keep going until I get talks. them. All right. All right. All right. My crash and burn is also football-related, but it's not fantasy football. It's more as a fan. Dude, Nick, help me out with this, man. Xavier Howard, like, you got to be kidding me with this. So they're, they're saying he's basically going to get traded within the next couple of days. I think, what is it, Thursday is uh, – which yeah. is tomorrow is, yeah, is the like deadline. Four, deadline. Four, four, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, more four o'clock. Right. And, you know, the, the, the five-year, $75 million contract he signed last year apparently isn't good enough, enough right now. So after a year, be- now he needs a five-year, five $100 million extension on top of, uh, on top see, of that. So. See, the, the problem is they're trying to reset the market. Wow. I mean, the Jets completely fleece Seattle. And I don't even think there's a question to it because now Jamal Adams wants to hold out because he wants Aaron Donald money. He wants $20 million a year. Yeah, have fun with that. He's not yeah. that good. No, no, let's boy. I mean, Nick, Nick, they'll probably get like a a one and then some, maybe even like two ones for Howard, right? Like, I mean, he's a star. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take the Jamal Adams base and try and go off of that. But I mean, that was a fleece job. I don't know if that's going to ever be reciprocated. Jet's going to lose May too. Oh, yeah. I think he's gone next year. The, the, The problem with Howard, though, is that like, the, the team's ready to take a step. And, now he and, wants to leave. And now he, he wants He's to leave money. over money. So, all about the money. You know what? Jerry Maguire. Don't need that. Go. Go. Peace yeah. out. Yeah. All right. More. Very, very special uh, episode today. We got a, a, a lot of people coming on, and I hope I don't screw this up because the, all these technical things behind the scenes are uh, a little bit challenging. So we're going to bring on our, we, our, our first guest, our, our expert guest. He's going to stay with us through the duration. Um, from Pro Football Focus, we're going to bring in uh, Mr. Josh. Yeah, I have no chance at his last name. <laughs> Josh, why don't you just tell us how to pronounce your last name? See, <laughs> it, it, I always mispronounce names. Andy can't spell them. Nick just doesn't even try. So, no. <laughs> so how do you say your last name? I could have said it better than that. Yeah, all right. Vol- volume. He muted himself. Oh, no. That was my own doing. There we go. <laughs> I thought it was because I switched mics, but no, that was me putting myself on mute. I apologize for that, guys. No problem. We, we really didn't want you to pronounce your name properly, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Josh, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them what you do, where we could find your work, and uh, and then we're going to talk about your Scott Fishbowl experience. Sure. Uh, my name is Josh Liskowitz. Uh, I work for Pro Football Focus. I've been with them, uh, I think this will be my sixth year, and I'm an analyst, so I'm grading games, uh, college, NFL, 
And uh, I also run uh, the the high school department, which we're kind of uh, piloting, as you'll see nice. in my uh, in my uh, Twitter profile, uh, PFF underscore Josh. That's awesome, awesome. So, so you're going to be the go-to guy for Debbie leagues, huh? I I do dabble in Debbie a little bit, yes. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, nice. our, in particular, our, our what we do is so perfect for Debbies, just because we have all that data ahead of time. I had uh, I had a Debbie a couple years ago that I drafted uh, Jefferson. This is before his big blow up with Burrow. I I drafted him early the year prior, knowing just knowing that he was going to be good. Uh, just you know things like that we see ahead of time, just because we have all the data in front of us. Right, right. I actually entered my first Debbie league ever last year. Um, and it, it was associated with an, uh, another site and the commissioner left. So it folded, which I was kind of excited that it folded because I drafted journey Brown in the first round and he retired <laughs> so, like, my first ever Debbie pick. And he's gone before he even freaking saw the field. So, all right, Josh, we're going to bring up your team here. Let's, uh, let's talk. Is this your first time in the Scott fishbowl? Yeah, it's my first time. Um, awesome. So yeah, excited to be a part of it. I was excited to get the number one pick until I realized that joke was on me, the uh, third round reversal. Ah. <laughs> oh, ah. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way my uh, my roster turned out. I had um, right, right off the bat, obviously, I went Kelsey. That might be a surprise to some. I had prepped Not with me. Mox. No way. I had Not prepped you. with Mox for uh, Mahomes, like, all the previous two weeks. And then I started thinking about it a little bit more, doing actual studying. And it's like Kelsey gets basically double points for receptions and first downs. He's a cheat code. You got to take him there. So I just thought at that point, once I realized that, it was a no-brainer to take him one overall. Yep. I, I'm team Kelsey all the way. Absolutely. All right. You, are you nervous about your second round pick, though, right now? There's some word out there today. Nick was telling me that they're looking into a uh, – Sean Watson, maybe. Yeah, we'll see on that. I I don't know how that's going to pan out. There's so much that has to. Uh, I don't think it will go in with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's got to clear up the legal stuff first. Yeah. But Miami was all over them from everything I'd heard. So I I don't see any reason why they would be out of that, as well as Carolina. So they were the hot rumors the day before the draft. So we'll right. see on that. I I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, if I get burned on it, I get burned on it. But I I was hoping there was some way Brady would fall there. He actually got pretty close. I want to say he went around 2.09. And then it was between Hertz and Burrow. I just wanted the upside. And I was perfectly happy to take Hertz uh, in, in part because I think, A, obviously you're getting some extra points with the running. And he's not a guy that turns the ball over a ton, which is a killer in this format. So I, I liked him a lot for that pick. All right. And, and we could see that Justin Jefferson, you've been following him since high school, apparently. So <laughs> we, yeah. so we, we got a little bit of a hybrid zero RB guy here. So, yeah, that was definitely my plan. And it, it went as far as to, that was part of my plan with these two receivers uh, because certainly Ridley was part of the equation, but I really wanted Mike Davis. I wanted Davis to be my first running back at 5.12 and it didn't work out that way. He went, quite a bit earlier than that oh, wow. uh, if i remember correctly in ours so I, was actually, I think he went around five yeah, yeah he went he went quite a bit earlier than i expected 
Uh, Josh, I was trying to take him as my RB4, and I got sniped, <laughs> and I started throwing things in my room in he the went sixth round. So 507. Yep. Yeah, so I, I thought I was going to have that, and I was going to be golden with my first five picks. Miles Sanders is probably, in my opinion, my sketchiest pick. Uh, I, I don't know if I fully trust him, but I do think as far as running backs go, what he does is, as far as uh, being a receiver – He's a reasonable player to stack with Hurts. So I thought that was a nice little variant play. And let's be frank, you know, we're not playing against just 11 other people. We're playing against 1,000 other people here. So 1,900, yeah. Yeah, there's got to be some variance with what we do. Probably got to have some stacks that plan out. Obviously, you see later on, I I picked up Jalen Rager, who was another guy I wasn't terribly keen on, but at round 16, and considering I had those two, I thought, you know what, that's that's a really unique stack, that if that plans out, that's going to help me big time down the stretch. Uh, the two rookie running backs, those were two guys I had targeted before the draft. I knew I wanted both those guys. I was very happy to get them. Um, Would have been happy with Trey Sermon as well. In fact, I think Sermon was there at 7.12, uh, but I was perfectly fine with Carter. I, I just think he's in a perfect situation. He graded out fantastic for us at PFF. And uh, I, I really like the upside of a lot of those Jets guys. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a really unique year for them. Obviously, they're going to have some growing pains with a rookie quarterback, but there's a lot of explosive talent there. If you're if you're looking at all the skill guys, Mims, I, I really hope he takes a step forward. I loved him last year. So I, I'm very happy to get Carter there. Judy, I, I just thought that was a value at that point. That's great pick. That's awesome. Right yeah, there. I, it's one of those things I didn't want to be – while, yes, I knew I wanted the two studs at wide receiver, I didn't want to be one of those owners that is every week scrambling to figure out who their third wide receiver is. If, if this was a two-wide receiver league with an extra flex, I might have done that a little bit differently. But I wanted to make sure I got a guy that I think is going to be a stud as my number three wide receiver. And so him falling there was was perfect. Now, there were, there were consequences to that. That made me fade my number two quarterback a little bit more. So my next two pitch, picks are obviously very sketchy. I, I think Cam's okay. Uh, better than Jameis. Jameis, obviously, there's insane turnover potential. Hopefully, A, he gets the bulk of the the bulk of the load there. That's certainly part of the problem. Um, and hopefully Peyton gets him to stop turning the ball over. So we'll see how that pans out. But I think there's some upside with that pick. The other issue I've got at quarterback um, as a result of these is the fact that both Cam and Hertz have buys week 14. And week 14 is first week of the playoffs. Yep. So that was a real concern with me, and I really didn't want to get to that point. But at, at this stage, it was just a matter of, you know, there's there really wasn't much else there. I'm not taking one Denver guy, hoping the other comes, only to watch, you know, Rodgers get traded there or, you know, or Deshaun Watson get traded there. Or they both be terrible because they're not very good. I'm in the same boat. I have uh... – I have Tua as my as my number two quarterback, mm-hmm. and paired him with Cam Newton as well. So the same yep. thing, but I, yeah. I was lucky. I was lucky enough, and we'll do, we'll do our our three teams last. But uh, I was lucky enough to pair it with Tyrod as well. I took a fourth quarterback, 
uh, just like you did, but we'll see. I don't know if he'll still be alive by week 14, but yeah, see, that was definitely my plan at that point was to take Tyrod as my fourth. And I could have there, but I thought at that point, San Fran is in this win now mode. Uh, I, I just can't see them starting the rook right away. I think there's a way to do it. And I think he can be successful under this coach pretty quickly, but I think that's tough. And, and I think Jimmy's going to get quite a bit there. So I thought at round 13, that was a decent one. Awesome. And, uh, jumping back. Obviously I've got the two tight ends there. I love the upside of those two guys. I wanted to stack a whole bunch of tight ends. And I think that's obviously that's the wide receivers very good too but you know getting those tight ends like i did i think that's probably about the strength of my roster awesome awesome andy anything jump out about his team that you love or hate well the judy thing i love uh he's the best route runner on that team and with bridgewater at quarterbacking and he likes to check down Maybe. for the guys <laughs> yeah yeah but he right now he's the guy I, i'm sure he's gonna uh do very well with bridgewater he did very well last year with nobody uh, Waters, Michael Thomas, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I love that. I'm a Jimmy guy. I, I don't believe in this guy Lance yet. I, you know, round. Oh, four, you're go you're gonna. <laughs> not, oh, yeah. yet, not, oh, yet. Yeah. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think Jimmy's gonna. You know, they're they're set up. They can win. You know, they have some weapons. He could do something decent with them. They have a good round game. I think he's gonna get the bulk of the playing time at the beginning of the year. Uh, he did take two place kickers, which uh, you know we can. Uh, Talk about if you want, but uh, I, I was thinking about grabbing one or two, <laughs> but I, I, I was gonna grab one too, and then these guys are like, Do not take a place kicker. So I, <laughs> you're all right, all right, I wasn't allowed to science. I really was gonna take one, and then I was like, Oh, the, all these rookies take place kickers. I'm like, Well, I'm a rookie, so but I didn't take one. So um, it's 21st, 22nd round. Those two guys in particular are stable guys. Matt Gay was best kicker in the league last year, he's and on a, that all. He's on a team that's going to put up points. And look, guys, I'm a Detroit guy. So I've seen Stafford his entire career. They're going to stall out and they're going to be kicking some field goals too. And, <laughs> and certainly that's going to be the case with Prater in Arizona. I don't, I don't understand in the realm of kickers why so many other guys went in front of Matt Prater. I mean, he's got a monster leg. Money. He's in a yeah. dome. He hits everything from 50-plus. That offense is going to struggle in the red zone at times. I, All right. I just thought he was money. And then awesome. Phil Lindsay is the guy I love. So I thought that was a great value there. I, I'm a big Lindsay guy. Yeah, cool. I, I, I thought it was pretty clear uh, DJ had taken some steps back last year. Um, I know probably right now they're talking about how he's in the best shape of his life, you know, how the offseason goes. But <laughs> I think Phil Lindsay's going to win that job. And he's – you know, he's a very good receiver too, and they're going to have to check the ball down and do all that kind of stuff. I think he's a great fit there. All right, cool. Josh, you're, you're in the division with Nick, right? And imagine dragons. Sure am. Yep. Oh well, yeah. I'm a little disappointed because I came prepared with this prop and it doesn't, Oh, it kind of shows up. <laughs> I made my hat. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's I love it. Division here, so That's horrible. Go. Yeah. <laughs> is that just because there's no Imagine Dragons uh there's nothing paraphernalia no, out there? There's nothing. Well, there's I don't know if there is or not, but uh yeah, that's Josh, did you that's did the division I was trying to get in. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your reasoning behind it? Behind Are you a fan or Oh no, that was just where I got placed. This oh, you was got my placed. number one 
Zeppelin. Oh, Tool. All right. Yeah, yeah, we like you. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I, All right. So I, I you didn't guys understand you... quite how that works. So if I had if I had been smart, I would have looked for something more obscure for my number two. But Tool's always right. Another one. Cool. All right. We're gonna bring on somebody else from your division right now. We're gonna bring on uh, Drake Schrader. Hey guys, how are you doing? You there? All right. Drake doesn't want us to see him, so. <laughs> yeah, here we are. What's up? It's all right. What's up, Drake? How you doing? How are you guys? All right. So you're you're in Imagine Dragons, also, right? I am. Yeah, I've gotten to know uh, Josh and Nick's uh, playstyle pretty well over the past couple of days. So. All right. All right. So why did you pick Imagine Dragons, or did you get placed in and had? To, you know, had to I think Imagine Dragons may have been the uh, yeah, may have been the recycle pile. Um, but <laughs> I shot my shot with. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and with Blink-182, and I guess both of those filled up pretty quickly, so here I am in Imagine Dragons. Some, you know, hey, not a non-fan, just uh, wasn't my first choice. <laughs> we, we must have been, like, the last 12 to make the cut to get in. I think and so. He didn't have anybody in that band, so we all got shoved into it. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> didn't think I was gonna, gonna snatch a spot, but got that email on Father's Day, so probably one of the last ones to kind of slip in there. Nice. Awesome. Can, can, I, can I tell you guys something funny is is Nick got in me and Nick actually were in the first wave. So we, we were placed early and he picked imagine dragons. Cause he's like, nobody's going to pick this. I'm going to get the pick I want. And I'm going to be in there with a bunch of idiots that don't know what they're doing. And then it was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe two rounds into the draft. And he's like, Oh, this backfired. These guys yeah. are sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, look at his roster. You're in trouble, Nick. Yep. Mm, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I love these right. first two picks, three picks actually. All right, all right, Drake. So why don't why don't you talk us through your uh, your roster a little bit and what your mindset was, what your uh, strategy was, and and we're gonna we're gonna rip it apart. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was sitting sitting at the 105. Uh, that was the that was the slot I requested. So that may have had something to do with my placement in the league as well. But um, I really love picking in the middle. I know uh, being able to kind of see who goes before me. So I made the tough decision to go Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen. Um, and for me, that was kind of dependent on the scoring settings in the league, um, looking at the completions and incompletions, um, kind of relying on the fact that like, you know, Baltimore added some of those passing options, but they're still going to be pretty much a, a run heavy offense. So wanted to capitalize on some of Lamar's red zone capabilities and I don't take him and I haven't taken him in a lot of my startups. So it was kind of wanting just to flip the mold a little bit, see if I could differ my roster from some of the other one Oh fives that were all pretty much, you know, unifying around Josh Allen seems to be where he was falling. So felt super confident going with Lamar and then following it up with Chubb. Um, probably not everybody's first choice for their RB one based on some of the things I've heard and seen on Twitter recently, just with the, the split share there with uh, Kareem hunt. But I think Chubb's a monster. I think the guy's one of the purest runners in the NFL. He's a blast to watch. And I think more than anything, I'm just excited to have a reason to tune in. I don't have any shares of him on any of my other, uh, any of my redrafter dynasties this year. So yeah, was really excited about having, uh, having both of those like, you know, clear solid RBs for their team. Lamar being the RB one in Baltimore um, and felt pretty confident going that way instead of towards one of the, uh, the other pocket passers. All right. Nice. Andy, what's jumping out to you on his roster right now? Well, my favorite player I talked about in the beginning of the show, Tyler Boyd, round 10. That, that's an absolute steal. Yeah, that's nice. I, I love that guy. Uh, so I, I think he did very well. And you took some young hoes a little later. We'll, we'll talk about down yeah, the road, but Andy's <laughs> always a fan of the young hoes. So. 
But, yeah, I wanted uh, to take a kicker. I had to get a kicker on the team, Nick, you know, because they're eligible, wanted to play the game a little bit, see if I could uh, find a way to get creative. And I mean, at, at round 14 at that point, uh, I'm trying to fill out the roster. I figured, you know, with the way that uh, Mike Davis kind of crumbled at the end of last year, I'm hoping that Atlanta has some issues in the red zone and Young Ho gets a couple of good field goals in. You got Gronk and Samuel. You, you did very well. I like the squad. I will say uh, the biggest – I've auto-picked Ferkser at 15.08, and I definitely wouldn't have done that because I believe Ebron was still on the board at that point. Um, so I would have liked to have paired Ebron with with Roethlisberger just to get an additional tight end stack there. But I preloaded my picks and was in a meeting, and so that was the first time I realized how the preload process works and that it'll auto-pick essentially um, if you have a draft queue loaded. So I was loading up just to have a, a pick pool, and it and it threw Ferkser in there for me, which was uh, – Unfortunate, but I mean, you know, I think after Julio being added to Tennessee, it, there's still some semblance of a of a role involvement there with the tight end. So nice, right. I like it, jo- Josh. What's your take on this team? Two guys in particular you took that I that certainly I wanted. I was really hoping with my uh, fading my number two quarterback that some of you with with two already would fade some of the other guys. So I really wanted Ben. Um, as, as bad a football player as, as he's become right now, let's let's not mince words. He's bad right now. For this format in this league, he works because he throws so short, so quick. He's not going to take sacks. He's not throwing into high turnover areas. He's going to move the chains with first downs. So I like him a lot in that area. I think he did a good job with that pick. And uh, with my tight ends, I, I wanted Gronk. I think there's just a ton of upside with him. This year, O.J. Howard's O.J. Howard. Obviously, there's a lot of mouths to feed there, but I do think there's a lot of potential upside with Gronk uh, in year two out of retirement and having actually lasted all of last year. Let's let's see how he does this year down there. Yeah, I, I wanted a piece of Gronk too. I didn't get him in my in my division, but you know, I've been saying this. I've been saying this for weeks now. He's only five months older than Travis Kelsey, so. Everybody thinks he's oh, he just came up so quick and, and and was just such a stud from day one, and we're not used to that from the tight end position. So it it, it caught us off guard, and it, it seemed like he fizzled out and his career was over. But he's still young. I, I mean, he's he's got some some juice in there. So, Nick, I I know you picked from the ten like I did and Andy did. So there probably wasn't too much sniping going on uh, in this one. But uh, a- anything jump out on this roster that either hurt you or that you really like. I I love again. He took Michael Bo- uh, Tyler Boyd. I love Michael Pittman this year. Uh, Curtis Samuel is another one I was looking at in the round twelve range. But I think Curtis Samuel is going to be a monster in that offense. Fitzpatrick doesn't check down; he goes for it, and I think Samuel is going to really add to that offense. Cool, cool. All right, Drake, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I see you're uh, you're an up and coming comedian, huh? Yeah, working on it, working on it here in Chicago as things are kind of nice. slowly opening up. So. Yo, Drake, real quick, real quick. What before you go? Because we have a regular that is on our show every week and watches us and everything. What's up with your screen name, man? What's up with the pigeon? Is there something wrong with the pigeons? <laughs> yeah, everyone's got something with the pigeons. I'm gonna bring on <laughs> scornful pigeon versus pig bird jet fan. And, and yeah, man, birds aren't real. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, coffee out. <laughs> it's been my my like username since uh, I don't know, like an Xbox randomization back in uh, elementary school. So kept it with me. Gamer tag, you know, basically Twitch handle all the stuff so kind of figured might as well lean into it a little bit all right sounds good 
Awesome. Right, awesome. Awesome. All right. Appreciate Great. you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Great. Thanks nice, for coming man. on, man. Take we care, appreciate man. you, man. We'll definitely check you out. And I want to keep an eye on how your team does, man. Yeah, me Thanks, too. Bro. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. Be All well. Right, Good luck. All right. All right. So we're moving on from Imagine Dragons. Uh, finally, a uh, little bit, little bit different on the next guy that's coming on. We're going to bring on on uh, Wesley Booth. He's at I'm the Red Herring. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring him on is he actually is not in the Scott Fishbowl. He's in the Scott Fishbowl satellite. So we're going to break down his roster and we're going to talk about it, it's all the same scoring and everything. Right, Wes? Right, same scoring, but best ball. Right, best ball. So I'm curious how how Nick and Josh are going to uh, to break that piece of it down. So so Wes, uh, let me get your team. Let me find it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, I'll pull your team up while you're chatting. Okay. All right. Well, I've been playing for a couple decades now. Um, I think the highlight of my career was uh, going to the World Championship in Vegas. Did a little mm -hmm. writing here and there. There we go. And I thought about getting into the fishbowl last year and got into it this year, got a couple of my buddies in and it's been a blast so far. Yep. Now, do you, do you guys have like a, a group chat and all that the same way as, as, oh, as yeah. the others do? Nice. I know you were in our, our, uh, so you picked from the 10th spot, right? Yes, I did. That, that's how, how I, how I introduced you introduced yourself to us. All right. So I, I, I can't, it doesn't, show us in, in draft order, but this is your squad right here. So yeah, obviously right. you went with uh, Waller in the first, first round. Why don't yep. you talk us through your, your roster build. And uh, I, I think I see sort of a, 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 like a modified zero RB, Nick. I'm curious what you're going to think about this. I see your guy at the top of the running backs. I do like it. I do like but it. Then though. he waited a little bit. So this is very interesting. I like this build. So talk us through it, man. All right. Well, I had about eight or nine guys I was hoping made it to me at 10, and none did, and so Waller was the choice there. And I was hoping Herbert would make it back to me. He didn't, so Brady ended up being the choice there. This is a, this is a roster getting sniped here and there. But, <laughs> um, Cousins actually made had, it back to me. Sorry, for, for what it's worth, if I would have had the second or third pick, and Kelsey had gone one, like I took him at one, I would have taken Waller. So I think you're getting insane value there. I think yeah. Waller can be every bit as good as Kelsey in this league. Exactly. And getting him at the end of the round works out. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then let's, I wanted to leave with at least two quarterbacks in the first four rounds. And a couple of guys went before me. So went with Eckler in the third and picked up Cousins in the fourth. Um, after that, I kind of just was just going best player available for a little while, filling out things here and there and running back value just wasn't there. So, uh, I ended up doing a kind of a modified zero RB thing. Chase Edmonds was kind of the very end of the tier of guys. I'm kind of comfortable with for an RB two. And then after that, um, the tight end spot, I kind of went with some upside guys and same thing, go just going with the best ball format, trying to find some guys that I have big weeks here and there. I'm going to, it's still in progress and I'm going to end up with a few kickers just for the hopefully uh, floor side of things. So if nobody else works out for the week, hopefully I've got six, nine, 12 points sitting there from him. Stop that. All right. 
All right. My, my favorite thing about this roster is the quarterbacks because it, it, with the best ball format, these are all guys that have monster weeks. They, they pile it up. So it's kind of a good collection right there. It, you know, every one of them is going to have a couple of four touchdown games. So I, I kind of like what you did there. Hopefully it works out with the two guys having the same bye week. I, you know, we'll, we'll see what yep. happens there. But Nick, what do you like about this roster or, you know, rip it apart if you want. Austin Eckler, third round. Go ahead. I was just gonna say Austin yeah. Eckler. That yeah, was we know, he, we know. I got him at the three spot, also third round. That was my favorite pick. I love Austin Eckler this year. I do love uh, Gus Edwards in a zero running back strategy. Edwards is gonna get his playing time. Michael Carter, love Carter. I mean, it's, whoop, wrong side. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I'm loving him this year. Um, I think t- quarterbacks nail on the head. Awesome. They're all gonna they can blow up. Fitz can have a five touchdown game or. He'll throw a no look touchdown pass, get his face mask ripped off. Um, we all uh, that was just a sideline pass. It's set all up. Right. It, it's set up a field goal. So <laughs> we, we all love uh, Jared Cook here. I we think in that offense he could definitely put some points up. And uh even the receivers. I mean, Yolanda Thielen, Thomas, Samuel, Marvin Jones is falling in a lot of drafts. I'm seeing him. He's gonna be a great value pick. Especially in best ball, because he has huge weeks. He's yeah, like, he's yeah, that's I think he went in. 13th to 14th round in our league, it was it was crazy to see him start to fall. But even a best ball, it's even better. It's in just, best ball, it's you, great. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. Just mm-hmm. uh, absolutely, yeah, no, very very solid. Josh, I have one guy I want to ask you about on this roster that I'm very interested in. I don't have any shares, but I have in the past. Is Tyrell Williams? Mm-hmm. Do we expect anything out of this guy? Because he, the the sky looked like it, it, it was going through the roof two years ago, and it just never developed. Now he's out there seemingly with some opportunity what do you think well that's what it's all about right i mean considering the value just just for the opportunity that's certainly why in in my league i took amon ra where i did i was perfectly mm-hmm. fine with him as I love him i was perfectly fine with him as wide receiver four on mine i think he's going to be filling in as three in, in quite a lot of weeks for me but uh kind of the same thing applies with with tyrell williams um Maybe not quite as tailor-made for this format because he's going to work a lot of vertical. But at the same time, I mean, there's just there's no one else there besides the tight end and a rookie. So I, when you're looking at that point, especially when you've already got Samuel, guy's perfect for this. Thomas, same kind of guy. Thielen is still going to get his. Marvin Jones we talked about. And who knows what Aguilar is going to do. I mean, he had a monster year last year. He, I mean, he could, he could be really good with Cam. All of a sudden, having a guy with Tyrell Williams is, you know, it looks like your wide receiver six, but he might get 100 plus <laughs> targets. That's pretty big, in my opinion. Nice. All right, Wes, anything else you want to talk about? Any questions you might have had about your roster before we let you get, get going? Nah, I'm just thrilled to be in it this year and getting a couple more of my friends into it that were iffy about the format at first has been a blast, man. The yeah, chance nonstop. So, I can't wait to do this again next year, too. Awesome. And, and the, the thing, too, is this year, I was in the satellite last year. Um, this year, if you win your division in the satellite, you, you get an automatic invite to the main event for next year. Yeah, sweet. All right. Yeah. That makes me <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, Wes, we appreciate you, man. Keep in touch. Let me know how, this, how the roster finishes out. We'll keep in touch with you through the season, okay? All right. Have a great night, guys. Right, Thank you, you. I appreciate you. All right. All right. That, that was that was kind of fun talking about the uh, the satellite. That, that was different. 
Let me uh, – who we got next? I got – oh, Andy, this is your guy. I'll let you say hello to him, all right? We're going to bring Mitch in. Mitch, in. Mitch up, you're Mitch? in the uh, Tribe Call Quest division, right? Absolutely. Yep. First choice. And I feel like everyone in that division wanted to be in the Tribe yeah. division. So there's Walmart. kind of like a, an instant, like, brotherhood going on there. <laughs> and, like, based <laughs> off the group chat, too, you could tell, like, everyone was coming to play in this group. Like, there was no – there was no messing around when it came to our draft picks. Like right from the get-go, like Jackie Boy, he set up the group chat and it was like, all right, let's get this going. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. This is awesome. Welcome. Yeah. No How you guys all doing today? Yeah, good, pretty good. good. First, my, my first question is favorite Tribe Call Quest song? Uh, probably Electric Relaxation. I mean, that one's always just the best one everywhere you go. And I mean, living in New York City now too, it's like every single bar you go to, at some point in the night, you're gonna hear a Tribe Called Quest song, no matter where you go. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, Midnight Marauders is the best album too, so. Ah, uh, the low end theory, bro, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're old, old, we grew I mean, up on that. I, I, I am 31, so. He's I mean, younger than us. Though. I'm a little younger, <laughs> but like, I'm just saying. Oh uh, man, that me, hurt like, a little bit. I was okay with the song, but. Uh, low end theory man yeah. come on I, love, I mean the low end theory is great obviously it's an amazing album but man, midnight marauders is so good i was 14 it came out the, thing. dude that that album came out the exact same day that the 36 chambers of death came out as well so oh that's yeah uh, that was a good day yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right yeah, mitch it, it's it's great to have you on man what, you so you pick from the four spot i picked four from the 10 spot yeah. Yeah. So so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to break down your roster, what your what your uh what your whole strategy was, and then we're gonna see if Andy was pissed off at you in any way. Well, so my strategy <laughs> going, my strategy going into was uh I wanted to get at least one of the top three running backs um off the board. So I wanted either McCaffrey, Dalvin, or Derrick Henry. I wanted one of those three. And at the fourth spot, I knew I had a really good chance just based off of like what I saw in the mock drafts of how early quarterbacks were going on. And then in the next round, I knew that I could get a top end, at least a top 10 quarterback. And so I went with Brady. And I was just going to go back and forth for the first five rounds with running back, quarterback, depending on how things were falling. And I remember texting my brother, you know, after the third round reversal, being like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get Jalen. I kind of want, you know, Joe Mixon just based off all the camp hype and then getting rid of Giovanni Bernard. I, I saw like massive upside with him. And uh, then Jalen fell and I was just – I'm couldn't have been more excited about that. And uh, then in the next round with the running backs, I think it was like DeAndre Swift was left, Kareem Hunt. There was – I don't like anybody on the Lions. I mean, yeah, sure, there's guys that are going <laughs> to – There's guys that are going to get the ball, but it's at what cost? I mean, like how often are they going to be by the goal line? They brought in Jamal Williams. I don't like Swift this year. Um, I, I think he's just a time bomb on people's roster. Just – and, well, I was like, well, you know, out of the camp, Melvin, I, I don't think they're going to use him as much as people think. And I like Javante, what they're saying about him, so I took him instead. But then I was kind of left in like a really weird no man's land of like, do I take Mike Evans or do I, you know, hold out for Antonio Brown later on or Chris Godwin? But then I just kind of pulled the trigger because I really wanted the stack. And then because uh, I got sniped in the, the fourth round or the fifth round of, uh, by I think someone took Mike Evans like right before, or not Mike Evans, uh, Michael Thomas right before me, and so I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it back. But uh, 
I decided to go with the double stack for my quarterbacks with Devonta Smith and Jalen and uh, Mike Evans and Tom Brady, and I was I was pretty happy about that. And taking the number one for the Giants, yeah, it's not great with Kenny Galladay, but I mean, he was awesome in Detroit. So, you know, how much worse can it be in New York? <laughs> and I say that facetiously. <laughs> All right, Andy, I'll let I'll let you take the first stab at this team. What, what do you like? What do you hate? Well, Javante Williams probably went early, but I think by the end of this uh, preseason, I think he's going to be like a four, fourth round, early fourth round pick. I think he's going to win the job out straight. I think they might get rid of Gordon. I think you got to steal there in the yeah. fifth round. I love the guy. Love him. Uh, you know, the Sean Watson, you know, that's a stab in the dark. Um, he could be a superstar. It could uh, be a wasted pick, but, you know, if he has his legal problems out of there and go somewhere where he could play, I think it could be a good pick. But it was very something I was trying to stay away from. I just didn't want to go with the, the issues there. Now, he did a, a really, I like the roster straight down. Probably a little, you know, I'm not going to say it's better than mine, but it's close. It's really good. Now, he, he's got a lot of good values. He really hit a home run in the, the later picks with some of these uh, running backs and wide receivers. So. You know, and I'm a Paris Campbell guy. I just think if he could stay on the field, he's going to be a, he'd be a that storm. dude. I know. He killed, he killed us in DFS. He killed us in everything. Like, we had, like, a monster lineup, and then, like, he breaks his hamstring and stuff, and he's out. So, it just uh, yeah, he it, went it out killed like us. Yeah, what a, what a jerk. How dare he tear his ACL? Like, how yeah. dare Yo, <laughs> We had him at, like, 1%. Must be 50 bucks, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overall, I think he did good, man. It looks good. And, uh, you know, just uh, – you know, he's uh, starting off his podcast too, and that's how we connected as well too. So he, we're, awesome. uh, you know, we're gonna keep in touch and we're gonna work together a little more. So, awesome, awesome. Nick, Nick, what jumps out to you at, on this roster? Uh, I think I think it's solid. I mean, Javante Williams, Paris Campbell jump out. I love the, his round fifteen pick, Hubbard. I can't pronounce yeah. names. I think we saw last year what Mike Davis did when CMC went down. If CMC goes down this year, I mean, he's clearly. League winner, he's gonna, right there. Yeah. he's gonna be an RB1 right away. Yeah. I mean, they have no quarterback in Carolina, but I mean, they have a good running back, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, I mean, I like the 2 2 pick. Chris Herndon was my round 22 pick. Uh, it's worth a shot. I mean, I think Herndon last three games last year, I think he was posting 17 points a game, so maybe he gets it right. If he doesn't, we'll put Kenny Yabo in. I mean, the Jets can't be any worse this year. I mean, now that Adam Gase is gone, you can't be worse. You just the can't. Gase, the Gase effect's gone. It's, I mean, you're going to see everyone just instantly become a lot better. Exactly. Right. I, I, I agree with what you said about Chubba, about Chuba, and that's one of the things I'm focused on this year in, on my SFB 11 team with, with what I call premium handcuffs, guys that are going to be potential RB1 or, or high-end RB2s if put into the position of being – you know, with, with an injury that that they're in, in the main role. And I think Ahmed's another one of them. As a Dolphin fan, I could tell you he's more explosive than Gaskin is. And and he could potentially take that job. I, I wouldn't rule it out. There's always going to be some kind of timeshare, and they got Brown now as well. Uh, but he's he's somebody that could come up huge if if, if if things break his way. Josh, what jumps out to you on this roster? Yeah, I, I think the Deshaun Watson gamble is a good one to take at that point, especially when you already have two quarterbacks that should be putting up a pile of points. Uh, I, I really like him there. Fournette was a guy that I definitely was after and just couldn't quite fit him in, mainly because I was chasing QB2s because I faded that so much. 
Um, no pun intended, but it hurts me to see Hertz go 4.04. Fourth, yeah, and you got the second. <laughs> I, I was noticing I, that. Yeah. yeah, I took him at 2.212. Yeah. And I, he was the next guy, wasn't he, Nick? It's all, yeah, it's all about the board. I mean, a lot of these I, boards fall differently. Yeah, I mean, he was not getting beyond a couple picks beyond me. So I had to take him where, he, where I did, and I was happy to. But 404 is incredible value there. And, and what everyone else said about Paris Campbell, it was pretty clear. And, and – uh, I happened to, for what, just luck out and grade Indy the first couple of games last year. Um, I graded them live for PFF. And it was pretty clear to me before that injury that Paris Campbell was on his way to an absolutely monster season. Yep. Yep. So he was another guy I wanted. And uh, round 13, I, I think that's that's huge value. He really does have like wide receiver two value in my opinion. Dude, he has so many Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he'd have an illegal lineup on DraftKings. Wow, I just noticed that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this too about. Uh, yeah, they got five guys. They can go home. I mean, they were their offense was just so good at the end of the year. Yeah. But uh, the Leonard Fournette pick, I actually that was one of my longer picks that I was actually on my phone for because it was like between him and Antonio Brown that I was just really kind of weighing my options on that. Just because, I mean, Brown, uh, I have him on my dynasty squad, and I remember last year watching him into the playoffs, he was getting like 11 to 12 targets a game toward the end of the year. I mean, he was having monster numbers. And I just was like, you know, I got Evans already. Why not, you know, get some more running back depth just in case because injuries are just so much more prevalent in that position. And uh, I really liked uh, liked what I saw uh, with uh, Leonard Fournette in that value. So I snagged him up. And then Absolutely. literally the next pick was Antonio Brown on an auto pick. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, you look at the rest of that running back room in Tampa, and they just – I as meh as Fournette is, I mean, the rest of that room is not very good. It, you know, they're they're not receiving guys. Neither of those other two guys are. The rookie last year from Vandy, he just – they couldn't get him on the field because he couldn't figure out what his assignments were. I mean, maybe he'll take a step this year, and he's the best athlete of those guys. But, no, I, I think Fournette's a really sneaky play at that point. Definitely. So, so, so you're not in on uh, Gio Bernard this year then? See, now that's, that's the one. That's the one. I was a little bit interested in him, uh, certainly uh, taking him a little bit late. I think he's – I wouldn't be at all surprised if he ends up going in front of the others. I don't think Gio's anything special as far as this receiving back. I thought I think he's always been kind of a just a guy. But, uh, I mean, in this format, he makes a lot of sense in the later rounds for sure. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Mitch, anything else you got for us today? No, I'm just happy I'm going to win my league. So nice, <laughs> nice. I like it. Nice. Listen, good, good, good luck with the podcast, man. If you need any help, you can reach out anytime. We've been doing this about a year and a half. You got a couple things to learn about Bonita Applebaum, I think, though. But hey, we got it going on, man. <laughs> All right, Mitch. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate All right, it. Bro. Touch, bro. All right, Catch care. Cool. Later, cool, cool. That was a lot of fun, man. All right, yeah. cool. All right. We're, we're going to go into my division now, and I'm going to bring up my dude, Dustin. Uh, Dustin, what's up, man? It's the Beastie Boys. You guys all That's know. That's right, man. I'm in the Beastie Boys. Why, Dustin, why did you pick the Beastie Boys division? Oh, man, the Beastie Boys have been my favorite band since – I don't want to date myself too much, but early, mid-'90s, I've just been, yeah, rocking Beastie Boys as my favorite since middle school. So, yeah. Okay, so favorite Beastie Boys song. 
Oh man, that's tough. Anything from license to ill will, will get there you, you go. going. There you go. Paul's Paul Revere. Boutique, there's some good Paul ones. Um, man, I, I was, uh, I've even gotten my two year old son into some beastie boys. So he, <laughs> anytime you ask him what he wants to listen to, he goes, sabotage, sabotage. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Dude, yeah. you got the cutest kids, man. You, I think you won the Scott Fishbowl on Twitter with your pictures between your kids. <laughs> Between your your awesome kids and uh, you, your wife is also in the Scott Fishbowl, right? She is. Yeah, this is her first year, and yeah, she she is doing great. Her draft went really well. So yeah. All right. So so did she beat you, or or you got the better? Oh roster? man, that that's close. She uh she took some cues from my uh you know snagging rookies idea. So she she's got a lot of rookies just like me. Um, yeah, I just wanted to swing on some of those, some of those, uh, wide receivers there. And well, I mean, rookies across the board, really, that was, that was one of my, my, uh, big ideas there. So hopefully well, it, it well, pans well, out. I, I, I think you ran into the wrong division then because our whole division was about it. I know, you know, in, in case you guys don't realize Josh, uh, Dustin and I, we're not only in the Scott fish bowl, we're in the Scott fish division. We're in league number one, conference uh -huh. one, and Scott Fish was picked at the 1.12. Uh, Dustin was at the eight spot. I was at the 10 spot. So well, that really awesome, awesome experience we've had. Our group chat is fire, man. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's nonstop, man. I, I feel like I made new friends that I never, never would have had before. So I think For that's sure. what the whole thing's all about. So, Well, that certainly explains the third round reversal. If, if Fish had <laughs> 1.12. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so, um so dustin I, before you go over your roster real the most important question here was your wife in britney spears division or was she in slayer division <laughs> katie perry that's her that's her <laughs> go-to so yeah <laughs> you nailed it josh awesome <laughs> all right let's walk through this this roster dustin tell us what you got and why you did it yeah, so last year I was in Scott Fishbowl, and I've always been late round QB. Um, even in Superflex, I had to go late round QB last year. Didn't really well. Actually, I got lucky. I uh, got Herbert in the seventeenth round last year. So Ooh. if it wasn't for that, I would have been pretty pretty screwed. So I decided I wanted to flip that a little bit. Um, I went Kittle first round last year. Decided okay, I'm gonna go quarterback first this time. Um, so yeah, I wanted that high end quarterback, um, and then wanted to grab a couple of high end running backs after that, since that gets pretty shallow pretty quickly. Um, and then, yeah, from there, I wanted another good quarterback before we got down into the, like, I didn't want like a Baker Mayfield or anything like that for my second quarterback and wanted to hit that high upside. So I went with Trevor Lawrence for that, you know, his rushing ability. And I like his weapons that he has there. So decided to grab him. I mean, you gotta you gotta do something to put yourself, you know, a, set yourself aside, make yourself different from the from the rest of these teams with such a huge tournament. So uh, went with Trevor Lawrence there, and then I was able to grab a couple, you know, high end uh, wide receivers. After that, from there, I just you know started grabbing high upside guys. Uh, Jeff, I think you wanted Trey Sermon, and I I snagged him before you were able to get him. Um, and then yeah, Tyler Higby, I think he can be great without Everett around. We saw what he did last time Everett, you know, wasn't available. Um, he did really well. So I'm hoping that he can, he can just continue what he did last time. Uh, Everett wasn't on the field. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just started hitting a bunch of, uh, you know, rookie wide receivers, um, filling in with some running backs where I could trying to build up my running back, um, you know, portfolio there a little bit, um, as much as I could, but yeah, I just wanted to, you know, swing for the fences there. And I, I feel like taking a swing on those rookies is, you know, one of the ways that you can try to exploit some inefficiencies in the market, just not knowing how they're going to perform in the NFL. I mean, we've got a baseline for all these other players, how they've performed in the NFL past years, but you know, with the rookies, we don't know what they're going to do. So, um, so yeah, hoping, hoping for the upside there and some of those rookies. All right. Yeah. I, I could count uh, on the left side alone. I could see three snipes right there. I was actually, you know, and it may work out for me. I don't know. Um, he, cry, he cried. I, I wanted Trevor Lawrence. That was my plan. I actually almost took him in the third, but when Aaron Jones was there for me in the yeah. third, I, I had to jump on that as my second running back. Um, so I was praying that Lawrence came back to me at, at 4.10. Didn't make it there. So I ended up having to reach for my guy, Tua. Um, I had to have a share. My wife tried to tell me who to pick in every single round. And she was like, <laughs> Tua, 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 Tua. So I had to give her one, you know. Yep. That's our guy. Uh, Sermon, like we said, I thought I could get away with him in the eighth round. You made me wrong there. And then I wanted to take Higby as my uh, tight end one. I'm actually kind of happy I didn't get him because I like my combo. I ended up with Jonu Smith, who I wanted as my number two. But when I when I got uh, Robert Tunyon as my number two, it kind of made up for it. So that combo worked really well for me. Uh, Andy, why don't you take a look at this roster? Tell me what jumps out to you first. Well, two of my favorite players he took. Uh, obviously, you just talked about Higby. I think with Stafford, I think he's just going to grow this year, and I think he's going to be an elite talent. I think you got a good deal there. I'm a Chase Claypool guy. That's my guy. I loved him yeah. for years. I, I bought his rookie cards. I drafted him in every single league. Love him. And the last thing I'm going to say is, and no one else on this podcast will say this because I know who they like, but I love pick 21, Joshua Kelly. He is going to be backing up Eckler. And if anything happens to Eckler, you know, they, they have people who might, you know, puncture his lung or something. Joshua oh, Kelly's coming. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah oh, I'm just saying, dude, they're, they're horrible oh. over there. So I'm saying Joshua Kelly could be the steal. He could be a running back one in that offense. I agree. I, th I think Nick has a guy that he thinks <laughs> otherwise about that, right? Of course. Of course. That's why I said it. Who, who's the other guy on 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 LA Roundtree, that you like? Roundtree. Larry Roundtree. Yep. All right, Josh. What do you what do you think about Larry Roundtree? You know this guy. We interested in him as a handcuff, or do we think Kelly is still the handcuff? I'd probably go Kelly. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Right. I wasn't terribly interested in either handcuff, but uh, I mean. But he does have Eckler, and I mean, at, at, a, in round twenty one, it was something he should have done and did did yeah. well. Well, that was clearly part of your strategy too, because you could you took Jarwin and you took Schultz, which I absolutely love. I I don't know what to think of Jarwin. Obviously, he was supposed to be something last year, got hurt. Schultz was really good. Yeah, like yeah. I I don't see why it's any kind of foregone conclusion that Jarwin's just going to jump him. Schultz was a really productive player for them. And I mean, I, I, I drafted him around the same same uh, place in our league, but uh, like I love that as a handcuff and. I hope Jarwin takes over again, but yeah, I had to grab Schultz there in case there was any kind of a, a timeshare or yeah, if they went back, if they just went back to Schultz, I, I yeah, I had to have a, a safety blanket there. One of the nice. other things that jumps out to me too is obviously you have a lot of rookies, 
some guys that I absolutely love too, both Elijah Moore and Amon Ra. I think they might be two of the most productive rookies regardless of position this year. Um, but I think your first six picks really set you up to be able to take those gambles on those guys because they're so solid. I, I prefer going wide receiver because I think it's a little more stable. Those guys don't get hurt quite as often. But Kamara at 205 is steel. I, I think he's running back too. Yeah, I didn't think he'd be there. Yeah, so him in the middle of the second round is nuts. Eckler is really the same boat. I mean, he could be just as good. So getting those guys, I love the quarterbacks you got. There's lots of running upside with those with both of them. And then for whatever reason, DK is that receiver that seemed to fall a little bit that's really on that top tier. Mm-hmm. So great value there. And I, I think Cooper can produce a lot too. So just starting out so hot with all six of those picks, I think that really sets you up. And, you know, we talked about it when when I went over my roster. Variance I think is really important. If, if you're – have any hope of winning this thing, your roster is going to look different than others. You're going to need to rely on maybe an Elijah Moore goes absolutely bonkers as a rookie. Uh, Maybe Dalton Schultz, you know, has a huge second year and Blake Jarwin is just an afterthought. Maybe Mm -hmm. Davis Mills comes in and is amazing for some reason. I love that pick. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little, uh, I was questioning that pick a little bit, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I showed my uh, showed this roster to Jake Trowbridge today, and he said, "With my top four picks, I've guaranteed my team to have seven thousand rushing yards." So, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Nick, you got anything to add with this roster? I think Andy and, and Josh kind of, yeah, I, I touched love, everything. Yeah, I love rounds twelve through sixteen. I, I love Elijah Moore. I think he's going to break out at least in the, at least mid to second half. AJ Dillon's a steal. Uh, Jamal Williams had a role last year as the RB2, and I think Dylan's going to have some kind of role. And Rondell Moore, I drafted also. I mean, he's going to be – you have D-Hop. You have AJ Green who can't stay healthy. And then um, I think Rondell Moore is going to have a big-time uh, value in that offense. Nice. Even though he's like five foot seven, like me, but still. I think he's still going to be very good. <laughs> we're, we're both vertically challenged. All right, Dustin. I know you got some kids to tuck into bed unless they probably went to sleep a couple hours ago. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about on your team before I let you out of here? Um, no, I, I was excited about Devonta Smith. What do you guys think uh, between him and Jamar Chase? Who's going to be the better wide receiver this year? Mm. Josh, why don't you take this one? I, I think it's Chase all the way there. Um, it's kind of a weird situation with both. There's a lot of mouths to feed, but there's mm-hmm. just an instant connection with that quarterback with Chase. Yeah. And it's that quarterback's second year. Um, I guess you could say the same thing for Philly, but uh, I, I still think Philly's in a weird situation where they're trying to feel everything out, and they've you know there's a lot of moving moving parts there to figure out. Um, so I, I would probably lean the other way, but I, I can't complain about Smith, especially there. Yeah. Nice. All right, Dustin, I'll be in touch, man. We talk every day now, so you're, you're like my new BFF. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, it's All been right. great getting to know you, and I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. We'll, we'll check you, you out you. later, man. No sleep till Brooklyn, bro. Peace. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, let's talk about this team. This is our guy. We actually uh, – Scott gave us a a, a uh, an entry to give away, and we did a 100-yard dash with it, and, and this is the guy that won it. So I, I, I kind of sweat his team a little bit, man. I'm impressed with it. I like it. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen a better running back too, but – the, the way that this broke down with a tra- Travis Kelsey lineup in the beginning, I kind of like it. 
What do you think, I, Josh? I want to see how that whole draft turned out because this is absolutely Any better news. Like Travis Kelsey still getting him at six overall is nuts. I know there's no, I, I hear nothing. I've I failed you. We can hear you. Yo, you All right. Can, oh, yeah, you can check work. us out tomorrow, Mike, and you'll be able to hear us rip you apart. <laughs> so all right, go go on, Josh. I'm yeah. sorry. Burrow 4.06. He was uh 2.11 in ours. Stafford was long, yeah. long. He was much earlier than that. He was around uh, McLaurin, he probably went somewhere around there, but he's still ridiculous value. Mike Davis, I talked about wanting him at 5.12. 7.07 he went. Yeah. So I'd love to see how this whole draft went because some of these is just bizarre how he was able to get them. I I think it's a great build. I think I think uh as far as his running backs, you mentioned needing a running back too. Um I actually think Mike Davis is that. I think I like Davis better yeah. than Etienne. I don't I just Etienne's such an unknown. I don't know what we're gonna get out of him. He might be a great pick. But he, you know, it could be a 50 50 timeshare and who knows. So I, I love Mike Davis at 707, though. Yeah. I, 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 I got nothing to say negative about this, man. I love this team. <laughs> very, very, very solid. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he might have beat both of us. The quarterbacks oh, yeah. are good. Everything's pretty decent. Yeah. Got uh, the two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks in the first four picks is the goal, and he did it. Yeah. He did good. I like right, DJ right. Chark. DJ Chark is a, it's a really good value. I think he's going to work well with uh, Lawrence. That That's some big value on Antonio Brown, too, isn't it? Isn't that a little late for him? Pig! Uh-oh. He's on his phone. Maybe he pocket-dialed you. I, I, I'm enjoying this. I, this, this, is, this is fine for YouTube. It's absolutely horrible if you're listening to this. I, I, on Spotify or something, but this is hilarious, man. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you there, pig? I'm here. All, yeah. right. All right. We said a couple good things about your roster. So can you see it on the screen? I can see it there. It's a beautiful roster. Yeah, at least for a rookie. You can stop walking. I mean, I understand you're on your phone. Why are you walking around the house? <laughs> That's, there's no answer to that question. Yeah. So, so talk us through what your what your intentions were here and your strategy. You didn't fail us, man. I think you built a better team than me. Um, I, 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 I pulled your team up yesterday, so I might have cut off a couple of picks. So if you could fill us in on uh, anything after round 15, if you remember, we'd appreciate that. Okay, yeah, yeah, there's a couple extra guys. I'm just going to walk to grab the piece of paper, although I know that's a bad thing. Cool. So <laughs> starting off, you know, I was afraid to start off you know, with him getting a good running back, and I was afraid to fall behind a quarterback. And my thought was, if I'm going to fall behind anyone, <laughs> let it be wide receiver. So I think I might be a little overly weak at receiver, but you know, oh, pass up Kelsey. You're killing me, Mike. Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, in our league, Aaron Jones. So uh, sort of the best I could do for him. So I know I have to do this now. All right, all right, all right. He's killing us, man. Mike, we love you. You got to get the hell out of here. We'll talk to you another <laughs> time, man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's a good team. I, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, yo, Pigbird, just just do me a favor and send send me the uh, final version. I'll reach out to Josh, and and the four of us will give you a critique of the whole roster once you're done. All right. Appreciate you. All right, Nick. Um, you had an article come out. Uh, last night about zero wide receiver. 
I did. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about what your theory is with with a zero wide receiver this year? Um, I have a feeling Josh might take a little umbrage to your to your strategy. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big big running back guy. Uh, all my success, in, at least in home leagues, is just running back, running back, running back. I go sometimes two running backs in a row, three. I mean, it all depends on the value. But I mean, you look at last year's top ten receivers coming into pre-draft, and you look at the final ten, and I think at least half jumped in. Like you had both Seattle receivers, Justin Jefferson jumped in there. I know Allen Robinson was just on the outside of the top ten. Uh, Ridley, he came in there. I mean, he was pretty highly ranked regardless. But I mean, AJ Brown, Juju still hovered around where his average spot was. But the big, but I found a big drop off from uh, the running backs once you get past the Alvin Kamara eight thousand point week 16 championship game there was a big <laughs> big drop off from at least running back three to 12 that was decent but after that you're talking committees you're talking everything um I, I mean i have no problem taking a receiver early but i won't start until round three from now on josh how do you find yourself building rosters this year I, I, again not not necessarily in the scott fishbowl but in, in let's say a, a regular ppr league with one quarterback yeah, it certainly depends on the format. I, I'm going to change based on that, you know. It, it, but in general, in PPR, yeah, I do want backs high, but at the same time, running backs get hurt. They get hurt all the time. How many people lost immediately last year because they took Christian McCaffrey? Everybody that, nope, that nope. did that. There. I took Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, years, two years in a row. Deal. Running backs get hurt. They get hurt often. Their backups come in and can play. So, I mean, I guess you can handcuff a lot of them, but I don't know how much you want to devote to that. Plus, here's the other kicker for me. Rookies can play, too. That's why I was high on guys like Javante Williams, because I know I could take him later, even though I think he's going to play a ton. Michael Carter, perfect situation for him, where there's not a real threat on that roster, and he's going to be later. Uh, Trey Sermon, you know, another situation where he's going to be available a little bit later i'd rather take the stability of knowing that these top wide receivers the jeffersons of the world ridley's michael thomas that i i feel stronger about their stability they're obviously they could get hurt too but they're not seeing the same wear and tear on every single down that backside so with my higher picks i guess it's it's you could call it a conservative approach that's fine but I, I'm banking on the young guys a little bit later at running back as opposed to taking the, uh, the guys that have, that have been there and have accrued 400, yard, 400 carries the last two seasons. But, but you could also counterpoint what you just said. The first name out of your mouth with stable wide receivers was Justin Jefferson, and he was a zero wide receiver guy last year. So he became that stable, stable force from the back end of the draft as well. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's – I, but I think even last year it was easier to pick him out as a wide receiver that was going to put up big numbers Yeah. Uh, just because the opportunity was there. I mean, we talked about Amon Ra earlier as kind of could be that sneaky guy this year. So it, it's it's easier to pick those guys out. But even but going forward, I, I just think a guy like that, like I'm, I'm more likely to, you know, look more towards him. Yeah, and I think uh, another one that kind of jumped out of nowhere too, and I thought nothing of it, was Robbie Anderson. He, I think he finished in the top twenty receiver rankings, and his uh, 
final ADP was, I think, as beginning ADP was like 180. Nice. So. Yeah, that's that's certainly to your point. You're looking for the Robbie Andersons of the world for sure. Um, yeah, did not expect him to go down. Out of, no, out of nowhere. Numbers, especially with that quarterback situation. Did not expect that he would fit that at all. So to to your point, yeah, the, you want the Robbie Andersons to pair with those uh, with those uh, early running backs for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, I, we're going a little long here. We're already well over an hour. This has been a lot of fun, man. This is a really, really cool thing we did, uh, trying something different. Josh, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, you, you brought a lot to the table, and we're going to be taking a, look for you, taking a look for your work later on. Uh, Andy, anything intelligent to say before we get the hell out of here? No, not today. I, I spoke about football too much. I got to focus on baseball now. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing. No yeah. such thing. No such thing uh, at I'm all. The I'm the baseball guy, Josh. So I, football I doesn't play, rest. Man. I'm already through like eight football drafts. I've already done eight too many, and I got our baseball, baseball guy has done eight football <laughs> drafts in, in early July. Football is king. We we have That's problems, it. dude. That's it. Uh, That's it. Well, well, Josh, we just introduced Andy to Dynasty this year, so yeah. we did a we did a startup together. That was. I awesome. think there might be a few more of those coming. That's. That's my brand. I love I love Dynasty. I got into it a couple years ago, and every startup I do better be Dynasty or Debbie. Gotta awesome. Do awesome. Yep. Nick, you got anything you want to add before we get going? No, you actually got a perfect timing. My little battery light just came on. Perfect. <laughs> so charge your laptops before you uh, live stream. That's a yeah. We we learned that the hard way with me a couple of weeks ago. Andy, you'll be happy next week. Um, we're actually changing to Monday, I believe it is, because I'm going to be in Jamaica. Uh, on Wednesday, Woo. so we're going back. It's going to be a baseball only episode. We Let's have a go. big guest, one of my favorites, uh, the, the Hall of Famer legend Lenny Melnick is going to be on with us uh, next Monday. I don't know the time exactly. I think he goes to bed kind of early, so no, he's up late. We, we got to figure late. that out. He's up late. <laughs> he go. He shows up late on uh, Sundays at like twelve o'clock for the fantasy alarm. So he's yep. good. He's good. Cool. 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 So. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm 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 Jay Trella 20. He's a Mac 22 NJ over there, and Mimi, the first man in the history of Twitter, and <laughs> at PFF underscore Josh. Josh, we really appreciate you, man. Appreciate Thanks you. for everything today. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Check us out. Appreciate you guys. Peace.